0: I figure I'll just go ahead and get started, and then we can go from there. So, first things first, welcome to the I Am Stringer podcast. How are you doing tonight?
1: I am doing well, thank you. How about yourself?
0: Recovering (laughs) from (laughs) whatever that was before this podcast got started. Um, Technical difficulties. Yes, in of the of the highest order (laughs) of the highest order so as you know you're the first person um you're the very first guest i've had on the i am streamer podcast and i'm excited about it i'm excited to have you on just because we have had conversations before and they've just been really good i feel like i've learned more about things that I just think that you're you're very good at imparting wisdom, even when you're not necessarily trying to, you know. Well, so I appreciate that. <laughs> so that's just sort of like I have to get him on here. He's got to be the first one because it means that much. Um, so I'm gonna go ahead and I'm just gonna jump right into it. So you're a cook. How Indeed. Long are you- how long have you been doing that, and why are you doing it?
1: Well, uh, professionally, uh, I've been cooking for uh, about five and a half years. Okay. Um, now, not counting as a profession, I've been cooking since I was about five.
0: <laughs>
1: Ooh. Um, yeah. So. It, Food and cooking is uh, very much ingrained in who I am as a person. From a very young age, uh, I found myself drawn to the kitchen and just, you know, always intrigued, if not fascinated at times, by watching the transformation that takes place from raw ingredients to a finished dish or a product that you sit down with and it's also very closely tied in for me with family as a lot of times that I would get together or when my family would get together I would spend most of the time in the kitchen with my mother and uh, you know helping her uh, prepare the food while everyone else was you know getting together and hanging out and talking and uh, so it, it there's a lot of very strong uh, familial memories tied into into food for me.
0: So do you think because you mentioned family, uh, do you think that element is is missing from from food now? I mean, we live in a you know, a different world and, and I'll, I can only go as far as back as the 90s, but I do remember a time where, sitting down and eating together was a let's say a nationwide thing sure sure but but as I got <clears throat> into you know as I grew up and I got into college I have found that they've become rare but that's just me what do you think
1: I excuse me <clears throat> um, I, I, I definitely see where you're coming from and I don't disagree with you um, I think a lot of it has to do with um, people's lives are, are very much more sped up. Uh, there's a lot more stress in life in general. Um, you know, things are always moving faster and faster, and there's more and more and more that we're trying to accomplish in the same amount of time that we did back then. Um, obviously, my, my My vision of it is a bit skewed because I was witnessing back then as a child, whereas now I'm witnessing it as an adult. Um, But I do believe that it it does seem a lot more commonplace for people to just grab and go, if you will, um, than necessarily making a meal, sitting down as a family. You know, nobody had phones in their hands you know, there wasn't a TV on in the other, you know, in the same room with you. Um and so uh, yeah, I it roundabout way of answering it. I do believe there is a bit of a disconnect uh from that compared to what there was, you know, years gone by.
0: So as a as a chef, and I said cook earlier and that was that the word I was looking for was chef. <laughs> does that impact you're cooking now does it impact your does it impact your professional cooking uh your are cooking at home
1: uh in a sense uh, as far as my cooking at home goes no because when I take the time uh to cook <clears throat> for my wife and myself uh, you know uh we 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 take the time and we sit down and we share that meal together um there, but you know, there's a difference between, you know, spending an afternoon making a meal at home, as opposed to getting home from a, you know, a long day at work and uh, throwing a bowl of uh, instant ramen in the microwave and just decompressing. Um, <laughs> but as far as <clears throat> its impact on our uh, our industry uh, as a chef, as a food service worker. More often than not, I've found it seems like there is quite a shift because of the fast paced world that we're living in, where those family meals where people were, you know, taking hours at home, preparing something, everyone was sitting down together. I feel that there's been a shift in that naturally to uh, our benefit, where it seems like Families are getting together on occasion to sit down and all have a meal together. Quite often, it happens at a restaurant, as opposed to it being made at home. So the the um, the flip flop uh, that I've seen over the years, you know, quite often when I was younger, I'd go out to a restaurant with a friend or with one or two of my family members, but we'd all get together and eat at home. It seems like because of everyone doing their own thing and going this way and that, that meeting, that coming together is happening more uh, out at dining establishments than necessarily at home.
0: You know, that the piece you mentioned, you talked about coming together. Um, mm-hmm. So obviously here in the States, in America, we've had over the last... I think we've always had something pretty much every year i've been alive particularly within let's say the last three to five years there have been a number of uh different um incidents you know movements things like that Mm -hmm. that have arisen we've had a lot of challenges as a country um just getting along with one another Mm -hmm. do you think that do you think food transcends the barriers that we've kind of placed in front of um, ourselves in a, in a way
1: I do. Um, I I honestly don't have a lot of experience with everything that's going on, um, you know, throughout our country. I try to keep myself, uh, you know, well-informed, uh, with a balance of opinions on, on, on each side. Um, but I've always seen food, uh, you know, uh, thinking back, looking at it the way you had described it, I, I do think that it, it, it transcends the, the issues, the differences, the wedges that are driven between us. You know, there's a, there's a term that, you know, has been used for, you know, centuries and that is the, the idea of sitting down and breaking bread, Yep. um, you know, and and it's, you know, food is a, with as diverse and is as differing as it is all over the world, it's still a commonality. We all eat. I don't, you know, it doesn't matter what society you go to, people come together over food. Yeah. So.
0: So, and it's, it's something that I just have, have always found interesting because I consider myself an amateur and i say amateur i mean that um, <laughs> i do not have the prep skills um i don't have the sometimes i move between doing different things there are things that you kind of like you can't do that like you shouldn't be touching your salt shaker with the hand that you just touched raw meat with, you know, I I'm, I can be. If I'm not careful, I can be all over the place. I'm trying to discipline myself more, but sure. Um, I've definitely thought that, and this kind of was a thing I think in college for me because when we, it was always funny. Like, it was always a big deal to hear people talk about getting together and eating. Like the idea of cooking was almost foreign, which makes some sense. We all, you know, were seventeen years old coming out of high school, not many of us. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um and I don't know, it just it was really fun every time we did something like that, which is rare, but man, it just felt like a lot of the problems that we had, even with each other. Because one of the things like I think for me, I've always said that even if I don't like you if you sit at my table you're getting served the same way
1: okay I like that
0: just because food didn't come from me I picked it up somewhere harvested it from somewhere it's not like am I responsible for maybe the final product sure but I just feel like at the end of the day when it comes to food even if I dislike somebody a lot um, you know they should eat because maybe maybe that will fix something I don't know but <laughs> so you said that you started cooking when you were five which is really interesting because my dad when he lived in Jamaica started cooking at five hmm. um, what was that like what was those? What were those early, you know, cooking experiences like for you? Uh,
1: well, you know, um, unfortunately, I do suffer from a uh, spotty memory. Let's let's just put it like that. Uh, you know, I one of those things where I have trouble remembering what I had for breakfast some days. Um, but what I remember uh, from cooking as a child was for the most part uh sitting on uh one of the counters uh that was just one that we stored things on we didn't prepare food there but i remember mom propping me up you know sitting me on the counter and sitting there and holding her uh her cookbook um and it was a uh, it or is it still is a fanny farmer cookbook um, made by the fanny farmer company candy company and uh i, I still remember the 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 gold uh, the gold cover which has now you know obviously tarnished to a, a golden colored cover um but you know has now tarnished to a a, a faded uh brownish gray from all of the little, little spills and set in. And, um, but I remember sitting there and she'd always asked me to hold the book for her. And then, you know, all, most of my cooking experience at that point was just watching, you know, her reading the cookbook to me and then showing me, you know, we need four cups of flour for this recipe. Oh, this is a cup this is a one cup measuring cup and this is the flower and you know things like that and so there was not a lot of practical application back then but just a ton of uh you know soaking up her instruction and her stories that went along with it uh as a child and finding that you know My, my mom quite often was extremely happy when she was in the kitchen cooking and that formed a very strong basis for me finding happiness and doing the same
0: thing. I like that. I like the idea that one, I think it's cool when any parent spends time with their child, uh, much less in in that manner. Um, and I like that idea of finding happiness. I think usually when I'm cooking, uh, there's a sense of peace kind of get with it I don't know how, I don't know about you but I get a just and when at least when I'm at home I get mm-hmm. a sense of hey man this is just especially when something comes out the oven and it's, and it, and it's done and, and, and I'm surprised to find that it's done the way I intended it mm-hmm. um, it just feels good I feel like I did to quote from that Frozen movie the next right thing
1: sure yeah, there's there's a, there's a large sense of accomplishment you get from, uh, as I had said earlier, taking you know all of these different pieces and you know transforming them into something completely different, and the end product being you know pleasing to the nose and to the eyes and eventually to the taste. Um, there, I, I, I mean I definitely understand how anyone. Uh, can can take a sense of pride and accomplishment from that
0: what was your what was your favorite meal growing up uh, I'll, I'll shoot for example my favorite was Jamaican hard dough bread and butter believe it or not <laughs>
1: mm, that sounds delicious <laughs> um <clears throat> So uh, I think probably my favorite dish that my mom made, there was, it was a tie. There was a tie between two of the things that she made. Um, the first was a uh, chicken fricassee. And uh, so that is uh, the, the way that, uh, the way that mom made it, uh, is she would boil uh, a chicken uh, to cook it, a whole chicken. And then we would pick the meat off of the off of the chicken. She would take the water that she had boiled it in uh, <clears throat> and save that aside. Then, while we were picking the chicken, she would continue to boil it to reduce it down and concentrate the chicken flavor in it. Um, <clears throat> and then to that she would add uh, milk and flour and some butter and build a white gravy. And then it was basically uh, very similar to uh, country-style gravy, except it had the chicken flavor in it. And then we would put the meat back in it, and she would typically serve that, and some seasonings. uh, And we would typically serve that over either mashed potatoes or toast. Okay. Um, Yeah. Go ahead. Oh. um, but that, there, there was a toss-up between that dish and uh, another dish that she made that she always called pizza goulash. Um, you know, now that I've learned more uh, about cooking and, and, and different ethnicities and their food, it wasn't necessarily uh, a goulash per se, uh, but it was basically a, a pasta bake that she would add pizza sauce and italian sausage and pepperoni and mozzarella and basil and oregano too and then uh bake it all together in the oven
0: why didn't i grow up in your house <laughs> like, like, don't get me wrong like i my dad is the number one cook in my eyes until mm-hmm. wrong um and you know i grew up in a jamaican house with jamaican food and yeah, it was pretty great. But I, I've never. First of all, this is the first time, and I I live under a rock in many regards. But I did not know. I had to look up chicken fricassee. I had never mm-hmm. heard of it. And it's like, not quite a stew. Right. Is the explanation that they give. And it looks. Frankly, it looks amazing. <laughs> so. You started cooking when you were five or you were learning cooking when you were five you you become a professional chef now what what does it take what kind of mindset do you have to have to be a professional chef
1: well it's interesting because depending on who you ask the definition of a chef varies Um, you know, even if you were to go ahead and look up the term chef on the internet and look up a definition of it, depending on which dictionary you're looking at, there's a different, you know, uh, the definition varies slightly. Um, but I think one of the, one of the driving factors. Uh, the qualities that makes it is the ability one to follow a recipe to a tea but also to be able to change and alter that recipe or to be able to say okay well this recipe you know is sound in its flavors but i feel like this flavor is a bit too strong I want something to balance it out and just being able to uh, to be able to create create things on the fly like that. That to me is one of the biggest distinguishing qualities of a chef. Um, you know, there's some places that will say, OK, you can go to culinary school. And as soon as you graduate and have that degree, you're considered a chef, which, you know, I don't necessarily disagree with that. But if you don't have any practical application behind it, you know, there's going to be certain, you know, there could very well, you could walk into a, a kitchen job and find uh, cooks who have been working there for years, who, you know, can cook circles around you in balancing out the different flavor profiles, uh, simply because they've been doing it since they started working in a kitchen. Um but i think um i'm sorry i feel like i'm 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 getting off on a bit of a tangent away from no, your question you're
0: not <laughs> you're, you're you're not
1: um you know i think some of the some of the most defining uh qualities of being a chef uh are just the ability to think on your feet to uh you know adjust accordingly uh, I mean, so much of cooking in a professional setting is just that it's having a plan. Um, I, 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 liken it very much to, uh, sailing, you know, you have a pan, a plan, you have a plotted course that you're going in, uh, in the direction of, but there's going to inevitably be, uh, you know, uh, curveballs thrown at you. Something's not going to happen quite the way it should have. Uh, you may have to substitute one ingredient for another because you ran out and the order didn't get placed correctly. So, so much of it is course correction, adapting on the fly and, you know, changing your your trajectory, but still getting to that end result, that end goal.
0: So, it sounds like, at least, at least for you, there's almost has to be a little bit of school of hard knocks when it comes to this. It's not just going to school to be a chef; it's also having that experience behind it that really helps.
1: Yeah, definitely. I think I, I think in, in a perfect world that you know anyone who is uh, carries the title of a chef will have both because I have never. Uh, short of <laughs> uh, 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 one semester of home, ec in, uh, home economics class in my seventh grade of school, I uh, have never uh, undergone any professional teaching uh, for the culinary arts. Uh, however, I do have a very uh, a very defined skill set uh, from the experiences that I have that I've gained. In being a line cook for years, um, that certain uh, certain students coming out of school might not necessarily have. Gotcha. However, on the flip side of that, I may have all of this practical knowledge, but I couldn't tell you, you know, the difference between five or six different, uh, you know, different knife cuts of a carrot. You know, I couldn't tell you what they're called. I know how to do them because I've had to do them for practical application, but I have no idea what their names are, how they got their names. So I think there's also a, a very positive and, and beneficial balance to having all of the, uh, the theory and the history behind the practical knowledge that I'm already utilizing. And that is, you know, one thing that, I, that is definitely missing from my repertoire.
0: Gotcha. That I like that. I like that. You know, even though you do have a lot of experience in the kitchen, you keep it humble. You don't. You don't try to make yourself seem like you're. You know, you're you're above anyone. It, it seems to me like you're the kind of person that somebody fresh out of you know culinary school would want to come into contact with because one you're probably going to want to learn things from them and they're Mm -hmm. definitely going to learn things from you and I think that that's I think that explains a lot about why you're having the success you're having because you know just off that little bit that you told me I can kind of see I'm like okay this makes sense like I don't think you last as long as you do without having that kind of that kind of mindset
1: well thank you you know that it's one thing that has been or is ever present in my mind um and a lot of it comes from other things in my background that i've that i've worked on um you know be it uh scholastically vocationally or just for fun uh and that is i always want to keep in mind and i always keep the presence of mind to know that no matter how good i get at doing something Without a, you know, without batting an eye, you'll there's at least a hundred people out there who would be able to do circles around me and outperform me in an instant. So, in a way, that helps keep me humble because you know there's always someone better. But it always it also keeps me hungry. It keeps me striving to better myself. the Uh, The fact that there's always something more to attain and something more to to work towards. Um, but in 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 reverse of that, uh, at, at my current job, uh, I'm a, I'm a new hire trainer. So when people come into the kitchen uh, that I work at, uh, my boss will put them on with me uh, to shadow me because um, he really likes the way, that I follow you know, follow the rules of the kitchen, but also the examples I set, you know, doing everything to, to the T the way that uh, he wants them done. And I also have a decent amount of experience uh, teaching people uh, vocational skills. Uh, but the thing that I love about it is, um, you know, just recently... Uh, I've been going through the process of training a new hire who started with us a few months ago Okay. and there are, you know, it, it's, it's, you know, nothing that's going to revolutionize the world. But when I say that I can learn something from anyone, this, uh, this particular portion of my job just seems to ring true. Uh, the, uh, the young person that I'm, you know, just finished up training, uh, 17 years old first you know it's their first job and uh you know showing them the ropes this is how you know this is how we do this this is how we do this um one day you know i was explaining a certain procedure to him and he looks at me and he's like okay yeah yeah i understand why you do that but can i ask a question i said of course you can go ahead he's like you know points a b c and d make perfect sense to me But if you were to do A and B this way, could you avoid, could you cut out C altogether to get to D? And I just sat back and I'm like, huh. You know what? (laughs) Uh Uh-huh. And that's the thing, you know, that's why I never discredit anyone that I'm working with. Why I never try, why I do my best to never hold myself above anyone else. Because you know what, Mage? I'm not better than anyone else. You know, whether it's the CEO of a company or the janitor sweeping the floors, everyone has their own experiences, everyone has their own strengths. And without everyone combined, the team doesn't function. And keeping that open mindedness allowed me to learn something from, you know, this kid who just rolled in off the street and has never worked another job in his life. You know, after a month, he pointed out a redundancy in my system. And how I could better, uh, how I could better improve it.
0: So, so we've got this. I think we've got this really cool picture, holistic picture of you as a professional, um, as a professional cook. Mm-hmm. You're also an amateur artist, and musician, and and I quote from your. Twitch page and try with video game. <laughs> You're a streamer. Yeah. This is a, like, this show, you know, you know, like I said, one of the biggest things that I wanted to do was I wanted to bring people on and get, I want to bring streamers on and get the other people to know who they are as a person. Sure. Tell me a little bit about, because I know that you do, you stream your art and mm-hmm. you do stream, um, music, tell me a little bit about how you got into that, um, because I thought, for me personally, at least when I met you, mm-hmm. um, and for a long time, you were just a logo and a name <laughs> in a Discord that was showing pictures of food, and that was about, that's all I knew, sure. but it seems like when you got started, you you turned up real quick on Twitch, like, you got to affiliate super quickly and yeah. I know that a lot of people are saying well a lot of people get this you know major. a lot of people get to affiliate but it's still a big deal to accomplish that so that means you're doing something well so tell me a bit about the streamer and then you know where's everything once once we kind of get through that because um, mm-hmm. I I appreciate you giving me your time tonight Yeah. where do you where does all this where does all this go you know where, do, where does where does where's 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 life taking circumstances where's you know where's that going so gotcha go ahead
1: so first of all my my entire experience with twitch as a whole has been a whirlwind love affair uh, a year and a half ago I didn't even know twitch existed um, I was, uh, and this was right around the time that, uh, you know, the world kind of fell apart a little bit. Yeah. Uh, um, I, I found myself, uh, laid off from my job, uh, because of working in, you know, the food industry, uh, a lot of the industries at the onset, uh, of this last year, um, closed down and, uh, you know, some, some restaurants went to doing, uh, curbside takeout, that sort of thing. Uh, but the place where I was working at the time, uh, was a large banquet hall and, you know, um, well, if you can't have banquets, you you don't need a banquet cook. (laughs) So, um, yeah, like I said, I found myself with an overabundance of time all of a sudden, And, uh, at the time, um, just because of, you know, the gravity of some of the situations and how they were developing socially, you know, in our country, um, it all became, uh, a lot for me to handle. Um, and because of that, I started turning to, uh, to YouTube to watch videos of, Uh, people playing video games that I enjoyed because it was always fun to, oh, okay, well, let's see how this person's going to handle this particular quest or, you know, how are they going to get through this part of the game? Uh, So it's something that, you know, I've enjoyed for a long time. Anyway, I happened to start watching uh, one particular person on there and after getting through uh, a good chunk of... uh, of a playthrough of Skyrim that he was doing, uh, all of a sudden he puts up the next video and I'm watching it, and I'm like, "Whoa, what? What is this? It's you know like a completely different format almost. All of a sudden, there's a camera, uh, you know, with this with this person, uh, in their face laid over the game, and I hear them talking to people, and." uh a little while into it he explained uh that yes this is one of my live videos from streaming on twitch uh that i you know have now uploaded to youtube and i'm like what is twitch (laughs) so i looked (laughs) it up and all of a sudden i'm like wait a second this is this is just like uh watching you know watching people's video game playthroughs on youtube except I can interact with the person playing at the same time. And I'm like, oh, this is, this is really cool. So I started, you know, experiencing, uh, what Twitch had to offer, you know, watching certain people, uh, playing certain games that I liked and that sort of thing. And it just kind of spawned into me finding, uh, a a couple of stream communities, uh, and once I found these stream communities, I, I started checking out other streamers that were affiliated with the, with the communities. And, you know, all of a sudden, I found there were people doing other things other than just playing video games, um, you know? Oh, man, there's a person on here who's doing art. Like, people are sitting there and watching this person draw while they're talking. And I'm like, oh, that's awesome. And uh, you know, oh look, wait, what? There's people cooking on here. Oh, there's people that are you know building their own keyboards, so on and so forth down the line through all of the different options that that uh, streaming and Twitch has to offer. And at the time, at the same time, I had also taken up uh, my art again, which uh, I had. St- pretty much stopped doing uh, any art after I got through college. Um, you know, I didn't have uh, any art classes, obviously, once I was out of school. And um, so my, my interest in it sort of waned a bit, uh, you know, filled in by, by other activities. Um, but I, I have been, for the last 15 years or so, an avid D&B player, uh, Dungeons & Dragons. Really? And yeah. Yep. I've I been, I've not know that. Oh yeah. Yeah. I've been, I've been playing for about 15, 16 years now.
0: I have ideas.
1: Uh, <laughs> Awesome. And <laughs> at, at that time, I mean, I thought, well, you know what? I've, I've always had an interest in uh, maps and cartography ever since I learned how to read them in boy Scouts as a, as a kid. And uh, so drawing maps is something I always thought was kind of cool and I thought would be fun to get into. And again, found myself with an overabundance of time all of a sudden. So I started looking up some tutorials and started learning how to draw them and with having, you know, virtually no responsibilities without being able to work and you know with everything being sealed up as tight as it was at the the onset of last march um i had endless seemingly endless time to start drawing and so i really delved into uh learning how to draw maps and found an absolute love for it so at this point you know, as things kept going along, I kept getting better with my maps. Talking with some of these streamers who I'd become more, uh, you know, uh, better acquainted with, um, you know, told them randomly if you know someone had asked me, "Hey, how's your day? What are you doing today?" And I'd tell them, "Oh, I'm working on learning on, on drawing maps for Dungeons and Dragons." And uh, a few, uh, a few streamers uh, in particular, uh, really. Prompted and prodded me to look into streaming myself and to stream my art, and so once things finally lined up, uh, uh, you know, we got ourselves in a, a bit of a better situation. Uh, got to a point where you know I could afford to pick up a camera and uh, and a microphone. I started and I tried uh, streaming some art. And, uh, you know, lo and behold, uh, some of the friends and acquaintances that I had made in these, in these communities were there to support me, uh, when I had first started and, um, you know, the the strangest thing is I walked into this, you know, my first stream thinking, yeah, okay. So I know that my wife's going to watch I've got a couple of IRL friends who I told I was going to be doing this. They'll probably be there. And I think the first stream that I did, I had about 12 viewers. And all of a sudden, I'm like, okay, I have absolutely no idea who most of these people are. Why would they want to sit here and watch me draw poorly? (laughs) I
0: had one. I had one, ladies and gentlemen. I had one during my first (laughs) (laughs) stream. (laughs) Yeah.
1: You know, so I mean, I I consider myself extremely lucky in in that regard that, you know, I had, I I don't want to say put in the legwork, but, you know, I had done some networking and, and just, um, you know, friend building in the Twitch community before I actually, you know, pushed go for the first time. Um, And from there, you know, it, 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 developed into um you know here's here's what i'm doing I'm, I'm gonna sit down and i'm gonna draw if you guys would like to uh you know hang out and talk that's great also for anyone who's interested you know i you know i'll sit here and explain my process as i'm going along and that sort of developed its way into quickly into well you know i wonder if i could pull off doing a cooking stream uh because you know with with the drawing it's okay well i i kind of know what i'm talking about but it was something relatively new to me cooking cooking was you know it's like the back of my hand um and i'm like oh i can i can and it made you can attest to this as as we've done this before but i can talk for hours about food Um, (laughs) You know, whether it's it's sharing practical, applicable knowledge, um, you know, uh, interwoven with with stories and, uh, uh, you know, things of that nature that it relates to and, uh, you know, explaining the process as I go along. And I really found a bit of uh, a bit of a niche for myself uh, after I got out the jitters. Of the first couple times doing it, um, and so I, you know, started doing uh, a lot of and primarily cooking streams. Um, then fast forward a little bit to, uh, you know, as finally in a position where I could get my computer upgraded a little bit, and all of a sudden, ooh, now I have the option of sharing another love of mine, and that's sitting down and you know uh, playing video games and, and whacking things with a big sword. and and it just you know it went from there um and it's it's been a lot of fun it's it's also very stressful for me uh but at the same time you know it's one of those things where i have to remind myself that you know i'll get you know super super stressed out and on edge before i before i hit that go live button and you know it just takes uh, you know, a lot of reminding myself and also a, a lot of, you know, prodding from my loving wife to tell me that you're just sitting there and you're talking to a camera. You know, don't think of it as you're talking to however many people are watching. You're just sitting there and you're talking to a camera and your computer screen. Um, and, you know, knowing that I have the ability to just hit the stop button at any point in time, you know, was, was a lot to get me over that initial, uh, that initial hump of, oh, what am I gonna do, what am I gonna do, you know? And uh, once I get on, once I start talking to people, once I start, you know, talking about what I'm doing, whether it's playing games or drawing or food, all of a sudden, all of that other stuff kind of sloughs away. You know, it just kind of sheds and rolls off. And at that point, I'm just hanging out and talking about stuff that I love.
0: And I will say that, honestly, it's been fun to watch your growth. I think that you just, like I said, for me, I felt like you exploded. And it's crazy (laughs) because, like... There were little details that I, that I didn't know. I, I didn't know that you, you know, had that anxiety right before a stream time. Because, you know, once once you go live, you're calm. You always seem calm. You always seem, you know, <laughs> confident. And and I think that's important. I think the things that we don't see, especially with streaming, are probably more important than the things that we, we do see. And sure. There, there's a lot that goes into it. You know, but how, looking at your life so far, what's next for Circumstilius? What's, you know, what's your what's your outlook on life given, you know, the things that we're going through where obviously it looks like we may be finally, and I'm not projecting this, but we may be breaking out of this COVID situation. Um, sure. Sure possibly um it's gonna you know open things are starting to open back up we'll see we'll keep keep monitoring it but you know what's what's next for you you know well whatever
1: it's you know it's a sticky widget as, as you can attest to as anyone who who streams sort of a semi-regular or a regular basis in that you know a lot of people stream for a living that's 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 what they do for a job you know that's their income um and there's a ton of people out there uh like myself who it's you know that's not what i do for a living it's just kind of a way to to have fun and share some of your experiences with you know uh friends, acquaintances, and even strangers that you know happen to tune into your channel. Um I don't necessarily becoming a focus, a main focus in my life. Um, you know, it's it's a hobby. It's it's fun for me. Um but I don't know if it's something that I could personally that I could ever do for a living. Um, but as far as what I see next for me, uh, it's, it's a little hard to say, you know, my, uh, it, as, as in all aspects of my life, my family comes first for me. Absolutely. Um, yeah. And, you know, right now, um, my, my wife is dealing with, uh, some, you know, fairly major health concerns and some changes and um you know that's that's been weighing very heavily on me and my focus has been on her and work so that i can help support us and take care of us uh like i i've streamed i've only streamed once in the last six weeks yeah um hmm. what was that yeah
0: I was saying, yeah, I think, yeah, I think that's right. Cause I, I haven't, I don't recall seeing the go live thing for you very often. So.
1: Yeah. You know, and I mean, there was, there was a time there a few months ago where I was streaming, you know, three, four, sometimes five times a week. Um, but, uh, you know, it's, it's there. It's something that I want to get back to, but, you know, priorities being what they are, you know, there's other things that I needed to put first, you know, ahead of it. Um, but that being said, you know, as we, uh, as we navigate through these woods together and we, you know, start getting her, uh, on the mend, um, you know, it's something that I want to get back into. Um, as far as what I see for Sir Contilius, um, I just want to get back to the point where, you know, I can share, uh, my, my, my loves, my interests, uh, with, uh, with the people online again, um, you know, a few times a week. I'd really like to get back to doing my, my steady cooking streams once a week, like I was, um, and, you know, should time and circumstances allow it, I, I'd like to start doing it even more. So
0: know, I knew that, you know, when I started this this process, I knew when I started, you know, the, the I Am Streaming, the I Am Streaming podcast, I knew, I knew it was going to be good, and I just, I think it's, it means a lot to me for you to be the first person, because you don't disappoint every time and the thing is i know it's not i know it's not with you it's not for show it's not about impressing anybody it's just authentically who you are and i think that more people i want more people to, to see that and know that because when you do come back if you if you do you know get to come back um depending on where life takes you um because obviously, I think, and I think there are a lot of people, because um, we're in some of the same discords. They definitely want to see Lady, you know, get well, get things taken care of, um, yeah. because she's a big light. Oh she's my God,
1: she is. A lot
0: <laughs> of people. But there's a guy, there's a man standing beside her, standing alongside her, and that's you, and. <laughs> Man, like I don't know her well personally, but I just feel so comfortable and so relaxed knowing that she's got somebody such as yourself in her corner. And I think that's a really big deal. That's that's I think that's one of the that's one of the best things about you that I really love. Outside of your cooking um, <laughs> So dude I, I gotta say I I appreciate you coming on um, I definitely Want to have you on again um, All Especially right. now that I know That you do And I think I did hear you say it But I didn't know how often you did it Because a lot of the people that I've been talking to Lately Do in fact do D&D mm-hmm. Like it's crazy And then there are people saying well Mage you need to get in And I'm like I don't know And you know, I've just visited. Um, his name is the Todd Father Six, um, up in you know I, when I went to go to Iowa the other day, and big D and D guy. Um, okay. Super consistent with it, and man, so I you know again I, I I'm just thankful that you're on. Before you go, <laughs> um, if you like, you want to share. We know that you are Circantilius um, on Twitch, um, and depending on what everything goes with the anchor, I'll be able to make sure that information is available. But I believe you're also on Instagram.
1: Yep, I'm. I'm also on Instagram as Circantilius. Okay.
0: Um, last question before we depart. Mm-hmm. I didn't get to ask this earlier, but um, if you could set a full course menu <laughs> your traditional uh-huh. full course menu what would it be because <sighs> I'm a big food guy I love talking food and I love <laughs> since I'm one of those guys I used to watch a, a little anime called Toriko um, I've always liked asking, like, what's your full course menu?
1: So now, when you say full course, what what do you mean? Like, as in, like, you're sitting down to dinner and this is what you're having? Or are you talking multi-courses presented throughout the sitting?
0: Multi, multiple courses um, presented throughout the sitting. Okay. I can only ask you that because, like, for other people, it's like, well, they don't necessarily know the format for that. I'm like, I would just ask them, you know, what they like eating for dinner. But I think <laughs> I felt like I could ask you this question.
1: Okay. So <clears throat> I'm going to take the concept of multi and I'm going to apply it in a family style setting. Okay. So it's not necessarily going to be here is your appetizer. Here's your salad. Here's your entree. When I say family style, what I'm talking about is everyone getting together around a long picnic table out in the middle of the lawn with just a smorgasbord spread across the table for people to go to town on and that share works. together. All right. And I think, I think you may have asked me this question in a roundabout manner at one point in time before, but. Here it is. So, on this table, full of hopefully deliciousness, <laughs> uh, I'm going southern barbecue. Okay. So there there is going to be <clears throat> the the uh, sorry. Wow, my my brain just took a left turn and went. <clears throat>
0: <laughs> it's 1031 at night I get it eh,
1: It happens But no uh, So For the proteins There is going to be 24 hour Smoked and roasted Pulled pork
0: Okay This, this, man's, in, this man's invested Uh huh <laughs>
1: There will also be <coughs> Cajun blackened chicken uh huh. Thighs Five, and legs only, okay. because fat equals flavor, and there's more fat in dark meat. So, those are going to be the two main proteins. Now, you're also going to have—I mean, it's—it's it's not a southern barbecue without you know a whole slew of side dishes. <laughs> so, served with that is going to be. <clears throat> Homemade sweetbread. And, and by that, I mean actual bread that has, you know, uh, uh, honey sweetened uh, uh, bread. Um, not to be confused with sweetbreads, which are a whole different thing. <laughs> but uh, so there's going to be the sweetbread. Then there's also going to be <clears throat> cornbread. Two different types. One is Jalapeno Cheddar Cornbread. The other is Bacon Maple Syrup Cornbread. Oh my. (laughs) Uh, There is going to be a smoked five cheese mac and cheese and an apple cabbage coleslaw. There will be at least two different barbecue sauces. A smoky maple mustard barbecue sauce and a blackberry chipotle barbecue sauce. You fancy. (laughs) And then let's see, you gotta throw dessert in there. There's always gotta be dessert. Mm. Red velvet For dessert for de- for dessert we're classic old school green apple pie so apple pie with granny smith apples served with a slice of 12 year old aged sharp cheddar okay. or or pecan pie with a scoop of vanilla ice cream
0: So, so, so what we're hearing is we all just need to come up to your place. We'll, we'll get the food. Trust me. We won't even We won't even, we won't even make. You don't even got to purchase it. We will cook it. I'll be your sous chef, <laughs> as, as best as I can be. I'll prep things as best as I can. But Heck yeah. Know, hey, we'll even buy the long table, and if you want to keep it, you can keep it. That's what that sounds like. <laughs> the- I'm, I'm,
1: I'm, I'm good for it. Let's do it. Game on. Oh my god. <laughs>
0: Circantilius, thank you again um and, and 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 for and for anybody who uh, who ends up hearing this podcast thank you for being a part of this i hope this is something that you know goes on for a long time this is the i am streamer podcast first yeah. episode circuitillus
1: Thank you so much for having me, Mage. This was a blast. I, I, you know, ever since our first time, I've always enjoyed sitting down and talking with you, and uh, this was absolutely no different. But thank you so much for, you know, uh, wanting to have me on here and uh, giving me the opportunity to sit here and bend your ear for a while.
0: Hey, my ear will always be bent. Thank you so much. Have a great night. You do the same. Take care, sir. Night, man.